When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are reacting to, not surprisingly, the historic indictment of Donald Trump by New York City District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. If you do, uh, you'll be able to go back over the discussion that we had with Andy McCarthy at uh, 1230 Eastern discussing some of the legalities with a former Southern District of New York district attorney who is an expert in the law of, uh, well, it's federal law versus state law, but still uh, a lot of the procedural posture is very much the same uh, in in the courtrooms there. Now, 800-282-2882. Going to encourage you guys, if you have questions, smart, not opinions, Smart questions that might have arisen to you as a part of what you have read or seen surrounding the prosecution. We'd love to hear from you. 800-282-2882. When I say not opinions, we all have really strong opinions on this, and we're going to discuss that on the show. But I'm more interested in intelligent questions. Like Buck, we had a caller uh, who was fantastic talking about the Atlanta area investigation One of our callers said, well, could Brian Kemp come out as the governor and offer a a pardon to Trump? And and we assumed, sure, but turns out, no. Somebody else in our audience was an expert. Yeah, I learned something. Three states, I think you said, where the governor does not have the ability to pardon for state offenses, and Georgia is one of them. I haven't heard that discussed anywhere it's a smart question, smart analysis that came through you guys. So that's what I'm asking for, 800-282-2882. Smart questions that can lead to more educated population, lead us to places we might not think of otherwise. So this is me, as I like to say, putting my lawyer hat on here, Buck. I read this uh, this ridiculous indictment. As soon as it came down and was released yesterday afternoon, that was after we went off the air. 
And if you listen, Buck, you know I said there has to be something that he is holding back. Because all of the reporting so far that effectively he's going to roll out the first ever indictment of a president, former president, leading presidential candidate in our nation's 240-year history, I couldn't believe that it was going to be over porn star payments and that he was going to, uh, for an NDA that she violated, and that he was going to charge for every single payment that was made and try to trump this up into a what eventually ended up being a 34-count indictment. I just couldn't believe that that was the entire substance of his case. And so what I want Can everybody I to think about, one thing it, that and that's what it said is. about this at all, that Stormy Daniels um, tried to sue Trump for defamation, and Trump won legal fees. Yeah. Trump won, and she had she, to pay his legal fees. Including more legal fees that were announced yesterday, about, I believe $121,000, and now she owes him over $500,000 in legal fee payments. I also think it's worth noting here, she tried to extort Trump over this alleged sexual relationship for five years. Now, again, I don't care. I've said this for a long time. I don't care about the the private lives of presidents or senators or governors if they're really good at doing their job. I think that this is a nasty attack on Trump that's salacious indeed. But five years she tried to make money off the fact that they had an alleged consensual sexual encounter that was a one-time thing. Some people say it was an affair. I think it's worth noting this is basically not even a one-night stand. It's like a 10-minute stand, right? Like, this is not a substantial relationship between the two of them. But if it occurred, and Trump, by the way, has been consistent in denying that it occurred, if it occurred, she spent five years basically, let's be honest, trying to be a hooker and get paid for this. I mean, I, I think it is shameful. Now, on this front, on this legal situation in general, um, Alvin Bragg, I think, has given a monster gift to Donald Trump because this indictment is such balderdash, it is such refuse, that Trump can say this is legally a direct political attack. And I think it's almost impossible for anybody else to argue, by which I mean... No way on earth these charges would be brought against anybody other than a political adversary of a high level. Again, there's a two-year statute of limitations on this as a misdemeanor. Bragg has dropped over half of all felony charges to misdemeanors since he came into office. Here he's doing the exact opposite. He's been incredibly soft on crime. He's trying to elevate a misdemeanor to a felony to avoid the statute of limitations, which has run out on the misdemeanor. And and it should be noted that every, you know, Bragg came into office. I remember this. Um, I was living in New York at the time, so it really caused an uproar. And his guidance to the staff. Remember, Andy was saying that the district, district attorney, you know, oversees. There's there's lots of ADAs. I've had friends who have no been, uh, uh, you know, assistant district attorneys. And so he's at the very top of this pyramid, and he's supposed to be, 
overseeing. So he'll give guidance. There'll be guidance memos about, hey, guys, here's what we're going for. You know, public safety focus or, you know, any kind of, you know, sexual crimes. We're really going to make an example of the perpetrators, whatever it may be. Right. His initial guidance was, hey, we really just need to stop prosecuting the following felonies. We need to we need to stop, you know, taking so seriously these crimes that have real victims and real societal costs and make people, you know, for every crime, for every murder, everyone has to remember there are other people live on that block, walk down yes. that street, their business is there. There is an amplification effect of perception that disorder, crime, and anarchy creates. That's a cost, a psychic cost or psychological cost on everybody. I just bring this up because Bragg came in and was like, well, we're not going to force the crimes, as, as you say. In this instance, not only is this absurd, and we talked to Andy about all the reasons why, and you're going into more of the reasons why, but it is a it is a symbol or a signal to anyone who is in New York City that if you are affiliated with Trump or the right or conservatism, this district attorney's office will not treat you fairly. You know? Yeah. I mean that that's really and and I if anyone asked me, Buck, is that really a fair I would say absolutely. If I was arrested and accused of a crime in New York City, I would be up the proverbial creek because they would not treat me fairly. I think that's 100% right, and I think it's important to recognize, again, he's being extremely lenient on violent criminals, and he's being extremely aggressive on Trump. I believe that, and again, in order to get under the statute of limitations issue on the two-year misdemeanor, He's trying, it's a five-year statute of limitations, he's trying to get under the five-year, but he has to elevate it to a felony. And what he still has not done in this indictment, and he even in his answering of questions yesterday, he didn't really explain what is the felony, that second crime, that can elevate this bookkeeping issue to a felony. And it seems like he's still kind of amorphous and floating on what that logic is going to be. And it's either going to be a New York state election law, a federal election violation, which is a weird combo. I don't think you could even do it, frankly, a state law pegged to a federal law. And again, that's complicated. And that's why I'm opening up the phone lines to questions. Or he's trying to somehow argue that there was tax evasion. But what I circle back to at its essence here, Buck, is... And I would just keep hammering this home. Where is the victim? Where is the victim anywhere? Even in the tax reporting issues, it appears that Cohen himself even argues, I paid all my taxes fairly. Like, he's not even disputing that. And then the idea that you could combine a bookkeeping flaw with a federal election law, a state violation with a federal law, is flagrantly, it seems to me, unconstitutional and impermissible. I, I think this whole thing is dead on arrival. I really if you do. had if you had a bunch of uh, law students or honestly a bunch of seasoned prosecutors sit together in a room and try to come up with the flimsiest pretext imagine purposefully, right? Like, hey guys, here's your assignment. Come up with the most absurd, opaque charge that you could possibly forward against really anybody, but certainly a current presidential candidate. I don't think you do better than this. I think that this is at a level of of farce, and I really do believe that that's how we have to think of it, that it would be hard to compete with this if you were trying to be farcical. And and to your point about the, the victimhood, understand, I know this from contacts in the district attorney's office, 
that one of the things that they're always dealing with is just the sheer volume and the resources they have yeah. to bring against the sheer volume of cases. And that's why the victim issue is really important. Someone gets stabbed in the shoulder, you know, because walking down the street, you, you got to do something about this, right? Correct. There's a person who will show up who is terrified, who is harmed, their family, etc. And so you devote resources to it. Even in serious situations, they're doing triage based on the man hours that this district attorney's office has and also the bureaucratic hurdles that all these anti-cop, pro-criminal, you know, non-profit groups, etc., are always pushing. So they make the burden on the prosecutor so high that they're always doing triage. They're always essentially using prosecutorial discretion, pushed not by justice, but just by who do we have to assign to this case? And, Clay, in that environment, think of the time, the effort, the resources that that district attorney's office is going to put on this case with no victim and no crime. And in fact, it's, if you wanted to say who is the victim here, and I haven't even heard anybody argue. Well, it's Donald Trump. But yeah. It's Trump. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, and I'm not even talking about for these charges. He, and this is important, and I don't hear anybody saying it. Whatever you think of Stormy Daniels or Karen McDougal or any of these women, right? Trump paid Stormy Daniels $130,000. And she signed an NDA expressly so she would not talk about this story. That's why he paid his own money to her. And she talked about the story anyway. So if anything, Trump is the victim here of Stormy Daniels breaking their contractual agreement. Same thing with Karen McDougal. And so the the idea, if you really are searching aggressively for who the victim is in all of these scenarios, it's actually Trump. Now, you can also argue, and I think this is fair, this is part of the bull in a china shop attraction and detraction or lack of attraction that Trump brings to bear because he may have had relationships with this porn star and with this Playboy playmate. I don't think that particularly surprises anybody. The guy's been married three times. He's not exactly a steward of, uh, of, 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 you know, I don't think a lot of you would want to be married to Trump necessarily, certainly not in his past. But he hasn't done anything wrong here. And he's actually been the victim. And if you are going, I mean, legally wrong, right? Morally wrong, we can have discussions about. But if you are going to bring the very first charges in a scenario like this in 240 years, Buck, this is where I say it is a shameful embarrassment on the part of Alvin Bragg and the New York yeah. District Attorneys that they would peg this change in precedent of 240 years to this case if if donald trump had gotten drunk and driven his mistress off a bridge and then out of sheer cowardice left her to slowly drown in the car while he went to create an <laughs> alibi for himself i'd be like i think we need some charges here folks i'm sorry but a democrat did that teddy kennedy that's what so. ted kennedy no did deal. yeah not no what donald deal. trump did and even if you want to use it in the context of modern presidential history or presidential running mate history, what Bill Clinton, Richard Nixon, and Hillary Clinton during her campaign have admittedly done is far more of a criminal nature that directly impacts the sanctity of our democracy than anything Trump did before he was even a politician with porn stars. Bill Clinton lied under oath, which was a felony. Full stop. Yes. We all know it. And what was the argument? Come on, it's not a big deal. He's the president. Let's let it go. We've gone from that on the Democrat side to 
this is the this is the flimsiest legal case of any stature I've ever seen against anybody. Honestly, it's it's a total non-case case, and this is what they're breaking the precedent on. But uh, Clay, I actually have a theory about this. I want. Can I come back and share my theory? Yeah, I want the I theory. theory. I got eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. By the way, if you've got questions about this, smart questions, not just opinion. I want to hear Buck's theory too. Men in America have a problem that few realize, and a lot don't want to talk about. It's an energy problem caused by a deficiency in testosterone that's in the average guy's body chemistry. This makes a big difference. It's not a new problem. Testosterone levels have been declining in this country for nearly fifty years, down some fifty percent. But there's a solution at hand, and it comes from chalk supplements. This Texas-based company has researched the heck out of this. Their formulation of natural ingredients aids the body in restoring depleted tea levels. So instead of grabbing yet another cup of coffee or an energy drink, get a subscription to the Male Vitality Stack. You'll learn more about it at chalk.com. Chalk is spelled with a Q as in C-H-O-Q. It's not just for the guys, by the way. They offer a wide variety of best-in-class nutritional supplements for both men and women. Even if you're not ready to purchase, just go check out their website. Learn a little bit more about this company, their natural supplements, and how they can benefit you. When you're ready, use that 35% off your purchase that you get by using Buck in the promo code. So go to chalk, that's C-H-O-Q.com. Check out what they've got. Read a little bit about it. And then when you're ready to get a great discount, use my name, Buck, for 35% off any chalk subscription. Sanity in an insane world. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. 
up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Team 800-282-2882 on those phone lines. Clay and I want to take some of your calls here in the back half of this hour. I, I just want to say I, I had this this theory. It's really about the timeline and the strategy together here from the Democrats. So Clay was was talking in the break. We're going over how the next hearing is, you said dis- December 4th, right? That's the next December hearing. 4th is the next scheduled hearing in the courtroom. So December 4th, that's a long time away. You might think to yourself, well, maybe this stuff will kind of fade. And oh, no. Here's why I think Bragg did this. Put aside our initial analysis of it, which was that it's nothing but upside for him. Politically, he's going to get a million-dollar book deal out of this, etc. That's all baked in. We know that's true. Okay. The threshold for this case is so absurd. It is now such a low threshold to prosecute a presidential candidate that it ups the pressure, in my mind, on the other investigations while also clearing them to bring their own indictments, right? So if you are um, Willis, the prosecutor in Fulton County, uh, Georgia, for example, Clay, when she meets with her team now, and there's their people are saying that they're going to bring racketeering and conspiracy charges, you know what a lot of people are going to say in that office? If they're bringing this case in New York, our case is real, they're going to say. Or, you know, this is their belief. Our case has got real meat to it. It's got real substance. And then you know what happens? The special counsel people get together, and they say to themselves, you know, uh, Jack Smith, right, and, and his team, they say, well, I mean, we can't let the Espionage Act and January 6th and all that stay on the side here. Clay, they're coming at Trump with multiple criminal indictments in the election year I'm almost certain of it. And that's why this one went first. I think you're right. I think the challenge they're going to have is this one is so weak. The first shot needs to be the best shot. It needs to be your kill shot. Oh, that's interesting. I actually, I, th- I think it's the other. I think it's the, the, this is the boiling frog in the pot. They're turning it up slowly. People get used to it. They get used to the change. I, I don't know. I see it oh, a different We'll talk about it when we come back. That's a, it's, it's a really interesting. I don't disagree with you about more charges coming. I think that's likely as well. I think Trump did based on his address, which we'll also talk about. And we got some great calls coming. Uh, but in the meantime, there's a lot of great ways you can stand up to what's going on in the country. One is by supporting companies that stand for democracy and the rule of law. 
If you also get some great slippers in the process, what an unbelievable deal. And that's what you get right now. $25 for the My Slippers, which are on a massive closeout sale. Username Clay and Buck. Uh, you'll get the all-season slippers for a $25 price. They usually cost $150. You're limited to 10 pairs at checkout. My wife has already gone and bought 10 more pairs because she loves them, giving them out to everybody, all her friends. You can get hooked up to great birthday, great early Christmas gifts. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers at this $25 price. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We got a bunch of good callers that I want to dive into. Buck, I understand, and I do think there's going to be charges, as we were saying as we go to break. I do think that they're going to try to file charges in Atlanta. That will be a state of Georgia prosecution relating to the Georgia uh, case. I think that will happen. Department of Justice is rushing. I still think it's going to be so hard to get a classified document case against Trump, given that Biden has his own classified documents. But, you know, it's obstruction that they're going to go for. It's not, you know, it's it's just like, remember what they did with Russia collusion. I think it's so instructive. There was that switch from, consp- by the way, they use this term collusion, which is actually for business practices. It's nothing. Conspiracy was what they, you know, conspiracy with Russia. Yeah. They switched to obstruction. That was always, yeah. it was the cover up, right? And that was for half of the Mueller probe. And you may be right, because that seems to be the direction they're going with the classified documents angle is to go with obstruction and they can try to stay. Well, Biden, he provided complete, uh, openness and he didn't try to hide anything. Now, one of Biden's top assistants, and this did not get a lot of attention, but I do think it's men- uh, worth mentioning, has now contradicted Biden's initial statement that these documents were in a locked closet in uh in his Chinatown office in uh in Washington DC. So Biden still might not have told the full truth about his own classified document scandal based on his own staff and their testimony. So just put a pen in that because to your point buck, we're not hearing any leaked information by and large from the uh from the Biden side investigation of classified documents. Meanwhile, it's like every day New York Times or Washington Post. And I did think Trump had a really good point. All of the leaks from Alvin Bragg's office are direct felonies. So someone inside of the district attorney's office has been feloniously acting to put out the information about this district attorney investigation. Well, we got a bunch of uh, callers with a variety of perspectives. Uh, Bobby in Texas, you've got a question for us. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I, I was just curious. I, I haven't heard anybody talk about the fact that uh, Stormy Daniels is coming after Trump. Uh, I mean, is this considered extortion? Like, how could this uh, not be considered so, so extortion? This is a really a interesting question, question because... The reality, as I've seen it, Clay, and you could speak to this as somebody who might have been, you know, could have been involved as a lawyer in this, is somehow in our system, if you have a lawyer make the approach and a lawyer discusses the ins and outs of a situation, we don't treat it as extortion to an extent. Michael Avenatti, if we all recall, did get nailed for trying to extort Nike for 20 million. Oh, we're going to talk about Nike in a little bit, by the way. Something else to speak about, the Nike story. Um, but he tried to extort for $20 million. It's, it's, Clay, am I, am I wrong here? It's a little bit of a, 
Depends on, you know, how it looks. It, it's it's a it's judgment very, call. very, very much of a legal gray area. It's such a fantastic question from Bobby. Because, remember, the re- re- record is, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, Stormy Daniels tried to get paid by Trump for five years in, or she was going to tell her story. And then she finally got paid, and she still told her story which, again, violates the entire purpose of Trump ever paying for this NDA, which is why I say ultimately Trump is the victim here because he was forced to pay to keep this story from going public, allegedly, and then the story still went public. So what did he pay for? In fact, he's getting charged for the payment now, uh, and stories out there obviously more public than it ever would have been before. Um, I think if you want to say anything here, it's that Trump miscalculated and uh, this story really wouldn't have had much potency, at least compared to the Access Hollywood tape, because I don't think anybody would have been surprised that Trump slept with a porn star if it were true. Uh, but that the idea, and here's a good example, Buck. You may remember this. Do you remember when David Letterman started off? I was one just of his thinking about shows? this. He, yeah. he sent the screenplay. He was the husband of the woman, I believe, that Letterman was having an affair with. And he sent Letterman a screenplay about a big TV host who had an affair. And he wanted Letterman to buy the screenplay for $10 million. Right. Do I have this right? Something I don't remember the exact. But basically, Letterman had an affair uh, and someone extorted him and said, if you don't pay me, I'm going to publicize this. And then David Letterman walked out and began his show talking about, in his monologue, hey, I want to apologize, I had an affair, but Letterman actually went to authorities and said this is an extortion plot. But by the way, the value of the extortion claim is that they think you'll be so embarrassed that you won't acknowledge and own whatever behavior you engaged in there's no value anymore. By the way, I, I didn't. I, I pretty much nailed it, except it was the guy who did the extortion. Um, I believe and Letterman had, had an affair with the uh, live-in. It was the, the Letterman had an affair with a woman who was the live-in girlfriend of the former producer that tried to. So basically, he knew about it because of that connection. Yeah, and he wanted a. Um, he wanted millions of dollars for a screen. It was blackmail. It was straight up yes. blackmail. That's that's so, what he got hit with. And to your point, Buck, there oftentimes is this fine line where if you have an attorney approach and they say, hey, we're trying to settle this case uh, because it would be embarrassing if it went public. S- sometimes the attorney provides the fig leaf that allows basically what is an extortion well, but, claim to be to so, be. So let me let me legalized. bring an example, though, of why this is a little when, when it gets complicated is let's say that you know you're an employee of a corporation and and you know someone there was was really there was some discrimination case or there was some you know sexual impropriety case you go hire a law firm you go to the company you say look we can keep this quiet but my client who has been wronged wants to be made whole with some kind of compensation or wants to be compensated yeah. for for the wrong done well you know is that you're basically telling the company this is going to get very messy and very, you know, this is, you know, you're, you're going to get hit I, I hard here. I think one distinction would be if you're going to file a lawsuit and there is a negotiation to avoid a lawsuit being filed, you're implicitly acknowledging that you're just trying to right. avoid the litigation. Well, that's where the I'm lawyer going, part of this comes in, right? But it's, that's still, right. 
I'm going to just tell a story. You didn't do anything that I have a legal claim for. Remember, Stormy Daniels has never said this was a non-consensual act. I didn't want to be involved in it. I didn't make the choice to be involved in it at all. Again, Trump denies it's happened. But remember, the Stormy Daniels side has never been anything other than this was a consensual act. And now I'm going to tell people about it. So to me, she is a thoroughly repugnant part of this story uh, because she's just tried to extort Trump from the moment that it happened and is trying to embarrass him and still did it and got paid for it. Brian in Summerfield, North Carolina. You've got some uh, questions, Brian. What's going on? Yeah, hey, how you doing? Um, Listen, man, along the same lines there, i got to be honest with you, man. I'm I'm so ticked because, you know, again, America is no longer America. Uh, I'm curious, though, is there a way for Trump, once he is exonerated, to turn around and send a message to all the DAs, including Dipwad Bragg, um, that this type of thing, you want to do this. If you want to bring charges that you know are just BS, you're just, you're just basically abusing your powers, that you will pay a price. No, I mean, if you're asking, can he, can he sue Bragg? I know about this from working yeah, with yeah. prosecutors at the NYPD. They have effectively, unless you can prove real malfeasance, which is very hard to do with a prosecutor, they have total immunity. So there's no law. You can't sue them in their official capacity. And even if you could, the city would pay for it and there'd be no consequences. Yeah. And look, you could sue basically for anything and you might get the headline of the suit. But in terms of there being a tangible result, uh, Trump's opportunities against Bragg absent. You're you're guaranteed to have it thrown out right away because the the prosecutor has immunity. So you could bring a suit and then, you know, the. A judge would say the guy has immunity. Good luck. You would need to try to uncover some form of illegal behavior, right? Uh, right. That the takes them outside of this. By the way, it's sort of similar with police officers. If a police officer is doing his job, unless you can prove that there was bad faith execution of his role, right? So if a police officer, let's say, has you handcuffed against a car and, you know, gropes a, a woman or a man, you know, in a sexual manner, you may be able to. They may lose immunity if you can prove that. But if they just arrest you and you don't like it, you can't sue them. <laughs> they have immunity. Yeah, and also qualified immunity for police officers becomes a big story because people are like, we've got to remove this. Most people don't want to sue police officers because your average police officer, I'm just being honest, doesn't have that many resources. You want to sue somebody who can actually pay a lot of money, right? Which so, would be the department, right? Right, which is why you know even in cases of severe police misconduct – the payment is coming from the city or the state or whatever else of I, millions of dollars. You know, I'd have to check on this one, but I, an example of the the exception that proves the rule in a sense here was Nifong, the prosecutor yeah. in Duke against the the Duke lacrosse players, the total fabrication of the case against them. Um, I believe that he was disbarred. I think I, he went to prison. I think he? he went to prison. And I think he also lost his... I think they were able to sue him. I don't even know if they did. They sued Duke University, as they should have, the students, yeah. and got a big payout. But I think he might have... Because they were able to prove that this guy knew that they were innocent and just brought the... You know, if you have somebody in a text message who's a prosecutor saying, I know they're innocent, but I'm going to charge them anyway because I'm up for re-election, then you might be able to sue them. But just, you know, bad faith execution of the... Uh, or rather, you know, bad faith uh, prosecution... Um, 
that's not going to be enough to get a lawsuit going. But it's worth it's always worth thinking about these things. We've got, we got several more back. calls. We'll take a few more of your calls. You're asking smart questions uh, when we come back, 800-282-2882. Um, and uh, I want to make sure as we uh, roll into break here that I tell you about or Buck tells us about. With inflation on the rise and the stock market more volatile than ever, protecting your retirement savings can be a challenge. To weather today's economic uncertainty, the Phoenix Capital Group recommends diversifying your investments right now. They recommend high-value U.S. oil and gas investments with current yields that range from 8% to 12% APY paid monthly. That's a better rate of return than banks or CDs with no middleman. There are both Regulation A-plus and Regulation D corporate bond offerings with different maturities, qualifications, and rates. There's also a 9% APY starting at a $5,000 investment open to all investors. Download the Phoenix Capital Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 8 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. That's phxonair.com. Get to know the guys outside the issues. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck, a new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.
Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Um, I'm going to take you through the next hour, starting off with a a story um, that, that Clay and I were, were just discussing a couple moments ago off air. Um, a tech exec who was um, stabbed to death in San Francisco outside of his home. Um, the guy who I believe is the founder of Cash App, which is pretty well known. So a big name in Silicon Valley circles and a, just right outside of a luxury apartment building. Um, he was uh, stabbed to death. So we will discuss that story. And also Chicago, the mayor who won Wisconsin, the uh, Supreme Court of Wisconsin has gone leftist. And that is a problem for 2024 so we'll get into um those stories come up in, uh, in a second we have matt in lincoln nebraska who is a criminal defense uh attorney matt what's going on hey guys thanks for the opportunity and your producer super polite she's doing a great job she is the um, best yes. we agree she is she really did great okay so i'll get, get to the points here so number one I, I think i read this on sidebar uh yesterday the the specific definition of fraud under new york state law you know, it's it's not just some generic term. I, I think there has to be some uh, actual property or, or services taken from someone to to prove that. Number one, number two, you know, and Clay is a you know, criminal defense attorney. You look at that indictment for your client. What are you defending against? What is yeah. the underlying charge? You know, how can his attorneys provide effective assistance of counsel? Where's the due process when when the indictment, the purpose of which is to notify the defendant, what charges they're facing. You, you don't even know what, what your client is accused of doing as the underlying crime and with the tens of thousands of crimes there are out there. You know, maybe you can discuss that for the for the listeners. And no. the last thing I, I thought of is, what about the Congressional Slush Fund for all the sexual harassment claims? Shouldn't there be a lot of people in Congress kind of shaking in their boots about <laughs> paying people off? Thank you for the questions that you're asking. The, the the most significant to me is it's really hard to render adequate criminal defense representation, virtually impossible, when you don't know the underlying charge that is elevating this to a felony. So, Buck, a part of me wonders if, to, to build on what you were saying earlier about Alvin Bragg and whether there are additional charges coming, Part of me wonders whether Alvin Bragg is reserving what that additional felony is because he's hoping that somebody either in the Atlanta case or in the Jack Smith investigation surrounding the Department of Justice 
is going to give him a linchpin of an additional charge that they've uncovered as a part of their work. I'm just tossing it out there because failing to name the felony does mean that the Trump people on his criminal defense team should be filing for a motion to dismiss because there hasn't been an allegation that they can defend against, which does implicate all of the motions and pleadings which are coming in the months ahead. What we've seen right now, I I do think everybody should be uh, prepared for this um, because it's not determined yet, but what we've seen so far is weaponization of the prosecutor's office in new york yes what you could soon see is weaponization of the judiciary in new york as in a judge who now they didn't put the gag order on trump to be fair yet so we haven't seen the full rigged system in effect in new york and with regard to the judge i'm not talking about the prosecutor these are obviously different parts of that system but how could this judge look at this indictment clay and not throw it out. I mean, this, yeah. which is a hard, usually I think, you know, with a judge, they're going to say, look, grand jury sees it, you know, unless there's a really clear question of law, statute of limitations issue, something like that. But that should have been hashed out in the prosecutor phase, right? So you may, you may realize that the fix is really in here from the judge as well as the prosecutor, just based on whether he throws the case out. One trap that I would encourage you guys to think about is he hasn't imposed a gag order yet. If he tries to order a gag order, then Trump would be in contempt if he violates the gag order, which could allow the judge to exercise control, potentially including putting him in prison, over speaking out around this case. So, in the same way, Buck, you're talking about obstruction as potentially the focus in the classified documents case, not the crime itself, but the follow-up. Is there a trap being set for Trump as it pertains to an eventual gag order where they could hold him in contempt if he speaks out against how illegitimate he finds the judge, the prosecutor, all of these things here? Endless traps to think about. Endless traps. Let's talk about this. tech founder in san francisco and more coming up here i'm jack armstrong he's joe getty we're the armstrong and getty show we cover the stories the mainstream media ignores the stories that are important to your life and important to the world the election of course the many trials of donald trump couple of wars gender bending madness why are kids looking at so much social media and we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on but we do it without the left-wing media spin listen to armstrong and getty on demand on america's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and Search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 